You're with Clement Maniatella. 702. What on earth is going on at Stellenbosch University? News 24 has been reporting about pictures that it's obtained which show that the university found its oldest men's residence. These are things that the university found in its oldest men's residence during a secret search operation. The university says the items it found are disturbing. Uh, they were found in two rooms at Wilkenhof. The items include black hoods, uh, crude drawings depicting what appear to be male sexual assault and, and photographs of initiation practices dating back to the 1900s. Uh, there were water bottles with concoctions inside. Uh, they found used condoms as well. And apparently one of the rooms was a punishment room. So the university has now formed a, a panel to investigate these shocking initiation-style allegations surrounding the Wilhenhof residence. Um, remember in 2022, there was something else that happened at Stellenbosch University when they initiated an official investigation after a white student allegedly urinated on property belonging to a student of color. Now, the incident occurred in the Hayes Marais residence, and that student, I think it was Tinias Dutoid, um, has since been expelled um, from the university. I've asked you if you have gone to this university and you were taken through some kind of an initiation at this particular residence uh, to go, just call us or send us a WhatsApp. I got a message, in fact, from someone who's been to that residence, and I'll read that for you um, a little later on. Or maybe you want to talk about the initiation you endured at another institution. Uh, you can give us a call or send us a WhatsApp voice note. Let's start this conversation with Piwogushe uh, Kabaka, who is the Stellenbosch University SRC chairperson joining us um, on the line. Piwogushe, uh, thank you so much for making time for us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. When we conducted a walkabout in these secret rooms as the SRC, what did you find? Um, so we were taken there, I think, on the 24th of January. Um, we found nothing. Uh, as we walked through the residence, we had found that all the contents had been removed and um, it was currently being white. Yeah. Why did the university paint that? Why? It looks like they were so quick to just want to erase that um, before, I suppose, as the SRC, you've also seen what what's happening. Um, from explanation from the side was that they were obviously now preparing for the newcomers and stuff. So they wanted to ensure that all the evidence is safely stored away. Um, the university photographers did take, take images um, of all the, the rooms and the contents in the room. And uh, what News24 um, says is that they have about 30 pictures. And in reality, there's apparently over a thousand items that were found there. Mm-hmm. So they put them in a safekeeping um, vault, um, as they say. And um, what's going to obviously the content is going to be, you know, gone through to investigate now, mm-hmm. you know, the severity of the things that are found there and what can be, what steps can be taken now. Yeah. Okay. So, as the SRC, when did you know about these allegations, this in these initiation style uh, practices taking place, particularly in in that men's residence? Um, we were informed on the twenty fourth of January as the SRC executive, and that's when we were shown pictures as taken to um, you know the. So prior to that, I'm um, seeing that now yeah, the SRC knew about it and so on. That um, I think we need to also state to clear that this was uh, three administrations before us. Uh, over, they would ask, but they would be a handover. 
don't necessarily hand it over. What's handed over is, you know, important documents such as, you know, templates, you know, fulfill your duties in a row, and anything that comes to the attention of the previous year that they feel needs to still be carried on the previous year. Mm. So, yeah, we genuinely found out about this this year. Is there, isn't there a toxic culture there that enables these practices to, to continue at, at Wilkenhof? You know, um, what we, 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 we noticed or discussed amongst each other is that Obviously, the university has taken a very strong stance against these um, harmful initiations at the beginning of the year. Hence, they introduced the monitor system where they, you know, track what is happening in these residences. And then a report is written and then it's told, okay, they get they give them recommendations, especially after the end of every welcoming. So what we see now, okay, our welcoming has been going good. But what is disturbing is to, you know, get the picture that these things are happening after welcoming so we're not anyone is really you know all eyes on the residences pretty much to you know do continue with their lives throughout the year so that's what now we're trying to see what we can do now to ensure that there is some sort of system throughout the year mm. so what what happens now when when it comes to welcoming activities there are first year students that are due to arrive when is it next week uh, will no, will Will the residents perform welcoming activities? Are they allowed to, knowing what actually possibly happens in those practices? Um, you know, it would be very unfair as well to think that these practices are happening in all of our residences. Um, I think we need to assure our parents that as well. This is not a common thing in every single residence. They are certain male residences that are, you know, doing very well in terms of encouraging positive things during, um, you know, their welcoming programs. It is unfortunate now that Volkanov has come under lights with this, but we will have those answers as we deliberate with the management and the DSAP staff as to how we're going to conduct uh, welcoming at Volkanov to ensure that, you know, none of these things are, are happening even in the late or early hours of the morning. All right. Piwogusle uh, Kabaka. Um, Stellenbosch University SRC Chair, thank you so much um, for making time for us. Um, here's what Vim de Villiers actually had to say. That's the uh, Vice Chancellor at Stellenbosch uh, University. This is the communication uh, they had sent out as the university responding to what News24 had obtained. We have circulated communication regarding the items that were found in two rooms of Volkhanov during an audit of the spaces and amenities of this residence. Those items have been removed and stored in safekeeping and these two rooms have been repainted and will be used for their original purpose. The items found during the audit, photos of which are circulating in the media, are on the face of it deeply disturbing. It is for this reason that we are in the final stages of putting in place a panel, the Deputy Registrar Governance, Ethics and Compliance, an experienced independent advocate from the Cape Bar, and a former experienced university executive in higher education to review the items and to advise the university on the appropriate next steps. The panel will be asked to submit their report by the end of February. We are committed to acting upon receipt of that report. As director of this formidable institution, I want to assure all our staff, students, and parents that we are attending to the matter with the seriousness that it deserves within the approved policies and practices of our institution. Let us now allow the panel to do its work and in the process, 
help us to shape the welcoming and inclusive center of excellence that we are all striving for. Right, so that is uh, Wim de Villiers, who's the Vice Chancellor um, at the University, Stellenbosch University. I want to bring in Paul Yobe now, who is a current student um, at Stellenbosch University. And before I do, I want to read you a message I got um, from someone here who sent me um, a message on the WhatsApp line who says, uh, Good morning, Clement. I went to Stellenbosch University and I lived in the male residence from 2009. We went through an initiation, a very hectic initiation to a point that some of the guys I was with in the group ended up leaving the residence and went to private accommodation. The initiation was more on character building, ensuring that you knew everyone who lived there by name. You had to know the residence culture, which included learning all the house songs. You dressed a certain way and had to address the seniors a certain way. Fortunately for us, there was no sexual abuse, or at least that I know of. Uh, but the way the seniors treated us, there was intimidation. I can easily remember how easy it would have been for any of them to take advantage of us the first years at the time. No one was ever allowed to not participate. Uh, Paul Yobert, in fact, wrote a piece, The Truth About Wilchenhof, and he's a current student who's actually spoken to um, other victims, other people who lived at this Wilchenhof residence. And he joins us now um, via Zoom. Paul, thank you for making time. Good morning. Good morning. I mean, it's shocking what has been uncovered in these rooms. Um, when you look at how they even used to dress up, they, they dress up in garb, uh, similar to the KKK. Um, we are hearing that another room was painted 88 in black, you know, and I wonder what they understand to be the significance of this number because 88 is widely known to be a white supremacist symbol, the letter serving as an abbreviation for a, a Nazi salute. That's how other people can interpret it. Um, what were you able to uncover when you were speaking to people who stayed at Wilkenhof? Yes, um, I think uh, unless I missed it, you didn't mention when my article was published. And I want to mm. just point out that it was published in 2020. Mm. So 2020, this is yeah. several years ago by this point. Um, so this is, firstly, I must admit that my information is not up to the current date. I haven't been participating in, in campus things for so long uh, since then. Um, but also that indicates that we've these things for at least the, the past while. But then also, um, in my article, I explain how this goes back decades and decades, um, where similar practices, uh, are described. Now to answer your question, actually, um, what we have uncovered is, um, first of all, on the face of it, uh, uh, to use the phrase that our rector has used, uh, on the face of it, we have seen the most disturbing things um, that you could possibly imagine uh, to come across in the context of a university residence. We've seen um, white supremacist um, and fascist symbols. Um, for example, there are swastikas in that uh, room, sure. which is known as Huel 88 or Lair 88. Um, uh, 88, as you see, is a dog whistle. It's a neo-Nazi dog whistle because 88 um, stands for HH, and that can be or is usually 
as Heil Hitler, which mm -hmm. is the Nazi salute. So, um, you know, alt-right trolls on 4chan and so on will use uh, the numbers 88 to signal to each other. Um, there's, there are also swastikas. Um, there's one swastika that was c carved in concrete outside or our um, surface outside in the quad. So that was visible to everyone. Um, inside this uh, room found, um, or they have found, um, these Ku Klux Klan type robes, although they are black robes. So some people have said that they are, are supposed to look like a medieval executioner's robes, but mm. nevertheless, uh, disturbing in either case. Um, and so along with that, we have, um, received reports of, uh, both psychological and physical abuse. Um, my sources that I spoke with, um, for them, they were uh, able to escape the worst, um, worst of the physical abuses. Um, I think that we have uncovered or they have uncovered recently records of, um, of abuse that, uh, I was even shocked by. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's from several years ago or was uh, conducted to people that I have not, uh, it was inflicted on people that I've not spoken to, yeah. but, um, my sources. So yeah, my sources described a horrible situation. Um, but what, what has been uncovered now, uh, even shocked me. Yeah. So hel um, help me understand here, Paul. Yeah. <sighs> Number one, how were these people you spoke to? How were they affected? I mean, that must be traumatizing from, from what you mentioned was found in there. I'm just wondering how those were used against these, these first year students. But number two, how is it that the university was not able to actually see what's happening in those rooms? I mean, the fact that they had to do a search operation of sorts and then they discover these rooms that clearly have been painted like that and have had all these, um, you know, all, all, all those products in there for so long. For me, that's just astonishing. It is astonishing. Um, the, first off, the, the people that I spoke with personally, they, um, describe an, a culture and atmosphere of, um, discrimination, um, of disdain, of racism and of queer phobia, homophobia. Um, and these people, uh, to this day, um, I reached out recently to ask, uh, some of my sources if they wanted to speak to the media again. And um, some of them have said that they absolutely do not want to do that because it was so traumatizing. Um, and that is keeping in mind that these people were um, able to uh, uh, avoid the worst of the worst physical abuses that we have heard of uh, that has been described in documents found in uh, these rooms. Um, yeah, so as I said, just complete exclusion, othering, um, and, uh, yes, uh, making mm. this person feel like an outsider in a race that is supposed to be inclusive by using mm. the, uh, most despicable types of social, uh, uh, bigotries and so on. Yeah. Um, with regards to, uh, the, your second question, these, um, these rooms were, 
uh, or Vilkhanov was searched um, last year, but then um, they cleaned out the the archive from all incriminating materials. And um, regarding layer 88, they uh, simply told the, the people doing the inspection that, oh, we don't have the key. That room has been locked for so long. We uh, No one ever goes in there. Sorry. We don't know where the key is. We've lost it. Um, and so the, the inspectors, uh, went away mm. and then, um, someone took the decision to break, uh, the formal or informal protocol and decided to have a surprise inspection. And that's how they uncovered these, yeah. uh, uh, items, photos. Yeah. Um, and in this surprise inspection, they had to break down the door and, um, the the reason why Volkhanov was uh, able to keep this hidden for so long is because of um, for some the residences, especially the male resident men's residences, um, but Volkhanov in particular uh, is allowed to whether um, with by law because of the corporate structure or whatever reason they are allowed to act with a lot of freedom, a lot of impunity mm. um, and independence from the university itself. And Volkhanov especially has had a long history. This is now since, this is also decades and decades and decades. Volkhanov has a long reason for, um, uh, of being extremely opposed to the university's management and um, treating uh their relationship with the university as one that is antagonistic. Yeah. Wow. Well, Paul, thank you so much for sharing that with us, man. Paul Yobe is a current student who has actually written extensively about what's been happening at Wilkenhof, which is um, Stellenbosch University's oldest men's residence. It's 25 minutes now after 10. Let's walk the talk. This is Clemens Maniatella on 702. Hi, hi, Clement. Uh-uh. This culture of initiating our children, it must come to an end. It must just stop. There's no need for it. It's uncalled for. It's barbaric. They need to put an end in these initiation practices at universities. We don't need them. They are not necessary. They are uncalled for. Blade and Zimanda must do something about this. It must come to an end. Finish and love. Oh, absolutely. Dr. Rudy Bays is the vice president of the executive committee of the convocation of Stellenbosch University and joins us on the line. Dr. Bays, thank you for making time. Good morning. No, good morning. Thank you for having me. So let me first maybe get your reaction as the convocation upon hearing of these kind of items that have been found at this residence. One, were you taken by surprise knowing the history of this residence? Um, that that's the first question, and and then two, what do you think needs to be done now? Yeah, so it's just important to say, you know, the convocation at this stage have not had sort of a formal meeting to take a position. So, okay, to you, sort of my reading of the conversation conversations within various groups of the convocation. So, just to be clear about that, <clears throat> no. So, what is a fact? across the board of all convocation members. And as you know, convocation of all former students and all former 
of an institution. So it's quite a big group of, it's about 200 to 300 people, you know, a thousand people. So, but what you find across the world, no matter what the views from different sides would be, is how set convocation is broadly. These images as really sort of, on the one hand, caused moral outrage for so many of, of our former students and, and colleagues. And at the same time, for others that would want to defend, you know, whatever the intent of these type of practices would have been with the institution over many years, um, would they would not be in agreement to say, but everything was okay. So it's just to sort of indicate, although there's a sort of broad spectrum of views, what I do find interesting is that there's no question that there's this one understanding that nothing that is illustrated by these images could ever be okay. Mm. Um, but that said, there's heated debate um, in various formats and forums and so forth. So quite rightly so, what, what has been uncovered here is extremely upsetting. And at least then for myself, you know, um, the sense of deep disappointment, the yeah. sense of sadness, you know, that this could really be, in actual fact, even if it's only in one residence, that this could really be happening at an institution of this stature, in this year of, you know, of life, of society, you know, how is something like this possible? It's shocking, but then... And even, and absolutely, and even if the argument, the counter-argument would be to say, but nothing of that has been used for many years, the fact that it still remains there. So one of the concerns, I just want to raise two points, and this is, again, as I say, this is more my own view, but I'll try and communicate what has been the conversation brought um, is that there must have been a level of deception in Convoc. And I think Paul referred to that. And may I just say, I'm so extremely um, thankful for the courage of, of young people and, 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 and the students such as Paul. And I hope he could, he could still hear the, you know, the conversation. And I really want to recognize and, and honor him for the courage that he's had to, to come forward this already, already so many years ago. But that said, you know, there must have been a level of deception that, you know, um, uh, you know, and I'm aware of those processes where, you know, the institution had very intensely engaged with all the residences, yeah. with, with Volkanov included, to say there must be a renewal. And that's been a sort of established process that's been coming for years. Um, and then there was agreement by the residences and there was authentic engagement by, by most of the students, is my understanding. You know, the current, you know, so. But somehow there was this perception of a particular part which the university had not been informed about. So in a sense, you know, the yeah. attempt to say, but we have this, we have this uh, archive on the one hand that shows, the, you know, the positive sides of who we now are, but these, these, these two rooms that's hidden. No, it's extremely upsetting. Yeah. Let me ask this, and, uh, and, Dr. Bayes. What, re- what responsibility should the institution take? What responsibility oh. should Stellenbosch University take? Because oh. I, 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 honestly, I'm not satisfied that, oh, there was an audit that was conducted oh, at sure. these residences and therefore we found this. Yeah. Some, the university should mm. have been doing that. Mm. It cannot be that no, parents are sending their kids to universities, they stay at res, and then the oh. leadership of the institution says, oh, we didn't know that there were these particular rooms that yeah. could have been no, used absolutely. for punishment and these items are found there. Yeah. So um, let me just say, right, so I, I know these processes. I mean, I've been involved in, although I'm not an employee at the institution, but the work within the convocation has allowed me to engage. And although I'm not sort of speaking about the institution, there has been interventions over several years. And I think that's why the point is so important. 
that, that sort of Paul illustrates in, in what he shared is that there's a level of deception that one must really note by some intentionality to hide stuff on the part of the residents. At the same time, I, I, I must agree, you know, it's easy to... It's, I think it's an easier road for any institution, for any collective, to rather say, no, 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 but we didn't know, and, and actually the problem lies with those group of students. But there remains a fundamental institutional responsibility to engage. Now, this is why the step by the institution to, to, to now appoint a senior panel to investigate the, you know, the, the incidents and the whole thing properly is such an important, because in, in my reading, right, simply in my reading, that is uh, an attempt to not to jump to conclusions, but to say, all right, let's get senior people outside okay. of the institution to do mm -hmm. a proper investigation. Now, now, you know, from convocation side, um, and this I can say and draw from various conversations, support for that so that they sort of a fair <laughs> and balanced reading. Because uh, this is the thing, right? People are angry and with good reason. Absolutely. Dr. Rudy Bass, uh, we've got to leave it there. I'm out of time. Thanks for making time for us. He's the vice president of the executive committee of the Convocation of Stellenbosch University.